Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one much-needed page of Talmud a day. And today, for the second time this week, what a treat, we welcome back our dear friend. We've been instructed to call him that first. Friend first, then rabbi, then teacher, then spiritual advisor, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Hello. It's great to be here again. We'll tinker with that order. We still have some tinkering to do, but it's such a joy to definitely, it is much needed, this page, an apt description. And so earlier this week, you joined us for kind of a fun discussion of the intricacies of rings and impurities, and some rings are pure and some are impure. It was a really great discussion. And and today, we stumble upon something much more difficult, and it has to do with your field of expertise, the subject of your masterful book, Sin Agog, The Matter of Sin. And I want to read a paragraph, and then I, I really want you to explain it to us. I'll do it first in Hebrew, and then in English. Meitivi, Arba'a metu betiyo shel nachash, ve'eluhen, binyamin ben Yaakov, ve'amram avi Moshe, ve'ishai avi David, ve'chilav ben David, ve'chuluhu gemara, לבר מי ישי אבי דוד, למפרש בקרה. דכתיב, ואת המסע שם אבשלום תחת יואב, שר על הצבא, והמסע בן איש ושמו יתרא ישראלי, אשר בא לביגיל בת נחש, אחות שרויה, אם יואב. In English. I should actually say this was Aramaic, not Hebrew. The Gemara raises an objection from what was taught in the following Baraita. Four people died due to Adam's sin with a serpent. in the wake of which death was decreed upon all of mankind, although they themselves were free of sin. And they are Benjamin, son of Jacob, Amram, father of Moses, Ishai, father of David, and Kilab, son of David. And all of them were learned through tradition, except for Ishai, father of David, with regard to whom there is an explicit verse interpreted homiletically as it is written, And Absalom placed Amasa in charge of the army in place of Yoav. And Amasa was the son of a man named Ithra the Israelite, who had taken to himself Abigail, the daughter of Nachash, sister of Tzriah, the mother of Yoav. It is an astonishing sentence to read that of all of humanity, there were only four people free of sin. First of all, that there would be four people free of sin is, you know, mind-bending in of its own, but who died because of Adam's sin with the serpent. Explain all of this, please. So there's a lot to unpack here, and it's really an astonishing list. And I remember this is a list that I heard when I was a really young kid in like elementary school where the rabbis and the teachers, we would always like ask them and we'd always be so scared of sinning or what we would colloquially call in Hebrew like an Havera, like, oh gosh, like we don't want to do that. And I remember like as a young kid – Like this list to me was like, oh, the four people who died having never sinned, these must have been the four greatest Jews of all time. And that's where I think this list is so fascinating because if you look at the list, you notice two things. Number one, if I were to ask somebody to close their eyes and rank the top five Jews of all time, nobody, nobody is going to put these four people on the list. Right. You're, you're not going to do it. They're, they're great. They were unbelievable. They're wonderful. But, but, but Sandy Koufax comes way before Amram, father of Moses, in most people's imaginations. Exactly. These people were not 
are, are not on anybody's list as the all-timers. And I think there's something else, and I think this is really what unlocks it for me, is that look at the way the Talmud identifies these four people. The first one they identify as Binyamin, who was one of the t- 12 tribes, the son of Yaakov. The second is Amram, the father of Moshe. The third one is Yishai, the father of David. And the last one is Kalev, the son of David. Now, there's something really interesting here, which is that all four of these people are identified by either their father or their children. Meaning, what made them remarkable, and I think it's, it's like a lens to understand the role of perfection, Perfection is not going to make you into a Jewish leader. Avoiding sin is not going to what make you into a Jewish leader. You may merit to have unbelievable family members. You may merit to have a people in your life if you have a home that's devoid of any sort of failure, difficulty, challenge. You may merit to have that, but you yourself are not going to really be that great leader. And to me, you know, it reminds me back to another memory from elementary school. I feel like everybody has in their life like one friend who their parent would always like chastise them with like why couldn't you be like so and so why can't you be more like right. you know this person I, I don't know who it was for you I know this person's name I've, I've teased him before about it his name was Mutti his parents were both Israeli and he was just like this perfect kid you know well parted hair he got perfect grades at all times and I would grow up and my mother would always be like, why can't you be more like him? Well, for me, it was virtually everyone. My mother's like, why can't you be like (laughs) literally any other of these kids out there? And it was not hard to even find that comparison. I I, I hear where you're coming from. But I I think of this passage a lot. And and Mutti turned out phenomenal. And he's wonderful. I would never say anything across word about him. But I would say that the ingredient to how to become a great Jewish leader is not from these four people. It's really from who their parents and who their children were, where striving for perfection may be the ingredient for a great home, but perfection is not what begets greatness. Greatness comes out of those difficulties and those challenges, and that's why you see two people on the list are both the father and son of David, who, you know, the Talmud's going to have discussions about him on the next page. He's a prototype in many ways for sin and difficulty and challenge. So what you see here in this passage is that while avoiding sin and being devoid of sin may make you perfect, this list is not a list of greatness. It's not what makes you great. And so how does that relate to Adam's sin? So what it brings back to Adam's sin, I think, is something also that's fascinating, is that what the Talmud essentially concludes over here is that regardless of perfection, everybody lives in an imperfect world. So even if you remain perfect your entire life, you are still susceptible to the imperfection and ultimately susceptible to death. And that's really what Adam's sin kind of brought into the world. You know, I have a whole chapter, and I'm not going to bore the listeners now. I don't think it's all that boring, honestly, about whether or not Judaism believes in original sin. 
But what you do see in this passage is that, to some degree, we do have a concept of original sin. We may not have the same idea of what the salvation from original sin is, but the effects of original sin, that this is an imperfect world, right. and that ultimately, even an individual who is perfect their entire life, they still live in a world that's imperfect, and therefore, you can have death even in the absence of sin. I love this. In other words, it's not that there is some kind of primal sin that condemns all of us in perpetuity and therefore we must uh, believe in some kind of redeemer. It's rather a, a an almost metaphorical reminder of the deep inherent imperfections of this world and of the fact that all of us, even those of us who are fortunate enough to come from very good, loving, supportive, great families, are susceptible to it. A hundred percent. And perfection is something that even when you strive for it, you look at the people on this list and you think of the people, the greatest people that you know, they're not perfect. And this this list is certainly a testimony to that. Hallelujah. Rabbi Bashevkin, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.